What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Tongues Out Hockey Show, and I'm your host, Tyler Briggs. You guys should know my name by now because I know you guys have been listening to every single episode so far, right? All right, what better way to start off than uh, with the Washington Capitals? I mean, pretty predictable there, but the Caps, uh, who I believe I picked in episode one to win the Stanley Cup over Vegas... Um, if I didn't, then I mean, I look like an idiot, totally <laughs> picking the opposite team, but the Caps made it happen in game five. Uh, they were actually down heading into the third period, pretty unbelievable effort by the team to get back in to the game and make sure that they got their party on in Vegas. What a place to win your first Stanley cup, the Capitals with their first cup in their 44-year history as they were an expansion team in 1974. Let that sink in. Um, you know, for teams like, for teams like, that have won a ton of championships, you know, Montreal, Boston, Detroit, not Toronto, but for those teams that have been lucky to uh, sit through a few championships, Chicago recently, you got a city like Washington that's really, really battled hard, especially over the last 10 years. Um, or I would say during the Ovechkin era where they have seen some very, very good teams. And this team probably, I wouldn't even say, would be, you know, I mean, maybe it'd be the top, one of their best teams over the last couple of years, but definitely not their best as they, I think they rattled off a couple of President's Trophies in there. But uh, congrats to Washington. Congrats to um, Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, the guys that have been there for a long time. Jay Beagle, um, really cool stat about Jay Beagle. He actually was the first player in, no, the first hockey player ever to win the ECHL championship, which is called the Kelly Cup, I believe, the AHL championship, um, which is called the Calder Cup, and the NHL championship, which is obviously the Stanley Cup. Pretty, uh, I mean, that's definitely a feat that could inspire, uh, you know, Joe Schmoes and uh, players uh, slugging it out, you know, um, in the, uh, well, it's not the East Coast League anymore, but players that are slugging it out in the East Coast League um, that uh, probably thought their, you know, best days as a pro were over. So, uh, Jay Beagle, like I said, another guy that's been there a long time in Washington. Um, yeah, what an effort by this team. Uh being from Winnipeg, watching the Jets go at it with Vegas last year's, I didn't think there was going to be a single team that could beat Vegas. Um, I thought that maybe if there was another misfit team like Vegas, it was, if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be the Caps because they weren't expected to be there. Barry Trotz, the coach, was on his last year of his contract. I was pretty sure... I was, well, I wasn't pretty sure. I was, man, I was hoping for Barry Trotz, uh, another Manitoban, um, to win the Stanley Cup this year, along with Madison Bowie, a uh, defenseman from Winnipeg, actually. So congrats to those two guys. Um, yeah, what a final. That was uh, that was something else. And uh, I, I mean, I can't even imagine the party that, that those guys must have had last night in Vegas. I've been there. Um, I haven't exactly partied in style in Vegas as I uh, as I went with uh, a couple friends and it was uh, it was a pretty good time. But 
Yeah, I couldn't imagine what those guys were up to last night. I'm sure they probably had, uh, you know, one of the best nights of their life. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup, and you just cannot beat that. So game five, um, where do we start off? Uh, my original plan was to start off talking about game three and game four. Uh, I didn't think the series was going to be over this quickly, so I was going to kind of try and break it down into two-game segments as I recorded the podcast. But, you know, Caps pulled this thing off uh, in five games. Uh, they won game five by a score of four to three, and it was the role players who came through. I mean, obviously Alex Ovechkin scored a goal yesterday. But uh, um, the role players were the ones who stuffed in the clutch ones in the third period. So to kind of break things down, I was in Stony Mountain yesterday and my buddy didn't have TV out there yet as he just moved here from Ontario. So shout out to Jamie. What's up? Oh, and Aaron, I guess, too. But uh, anyways, so hanging out at their place, uh, checking the score. It was 0-0 as we were driving back. Uh, got back home. No diapers in the drawer, so we had to, I had to run to Walmart, grab some diapers. Uh, pretty shitty situation, no pun intended. But uh, picked up the diapers. The score was 0-0 as I was going to Walmart. Came home, 2-2. Two to two. Like, what the hell happened? So anyways, I'm looking at the box score, and Caps are up 2-1. Ovi was sitting there with the game-winning goal. That would have been an absolute storybook ending for the Caps. Uh wasn't the case. Vegas scores the next goal, and then uh, they go on to uh, I think Riley Smith puts the put the Knights up three to two heading into the third period, and I thought that was it for. Thought that was it for the Caps. I thought that uh, you know Vegas would have held on for the for the win, and the game would have went back to Washington for Game Six, and Caps would have had a chance to win at home. So probably would have been pretty cool. But uh, the role players, like I started off saying, those guys had different plans. Uh, Devontae smith Pelly, uh, clutch goal in Game 3. Uh, I think it was winding down in the third period, and he uh, scored the uh, the scored the goal-ahead goal there. And then uh, back in Game 4, the Caps were pouring it on Vegas after uh, Vegas had a pretty good period, but the Caps ended up uh, coming out of that first period. I think the score was 3 nothing, and I think Devontae smith Pelly had the dagger there at the end of the period. And then... Uh, in game five, Devontae, he, uh, I'm going to call him Devontae now because him and I are bros, but anyways, uh, Devontae, uh, <laughs> he scores, uh, he scores the tying goal, a beautiful, uh, beautiful diving play to, uh, with, uh, I mean, he had a little extra effort there, <laughs> man, what a sweet goal, Brooks Orpik just kind of throws it on net, the puck comes out to Devontae, and he kicks the puck to his stick and beats Flurry. Like, it, it happened so quick, I didn't even know what the hell happened. And then uh, not long after that, we had Lars Eller uh, pot the game winner. Uh, looked like Fleury kind of laid an egg, sitting there right in the crease, and Eller buried it. I mean, you know, that's what uh, good players, good clutch players do in uh, in big games. And those two uh, really showed up in the playoffs. I know Eller, um, back when uh, Nicholas Backstrom, Washington's uh, number, I mean, Kuznetsov is a pretty good center, but I'm going to call Backstrom their number one center. Went down in the Pittsburgh series with a hand injury. You know, he couldn't get back in, and uh, early in the Tampa series he couldn't play, and Lars Eller's or Lars Eller, like, man, that guy just, he stepped up. You know, what a great, uh, great addition. 
to Washington. I know he's been there a couple of years now, but uh, nice trade, uh, nice trade there, Montreal. Uh, way to give up a uh, another good offensive player. You guys sure could have used him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, game five, I think went uh, went surprisingly well. Uh, Washington, I didn't, I didn't think they'd be coming back in that game, and uh, they got to party in D- in uh, in Vegas. What a way to uh, what a way to celebrate the Stanley Cup. One thing I was happy about in the in the end of all of this was that, uh, you know, Vegas is an expansion team. They're brand new. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, the Caps were also an expansion team uh, back in 1974, and not a lot of people know this, but they were the worst expansion team in the history of the NHL. So to put things in perspective, you had Vegas this year. So they won the Pacific Division with a record of 51 wins, 24 losses, and 7 ties for a total of 109 points. Pretty impressive, right? Marc-Andre Fleury, who is obviously their starting goalie, had 29 wins, 13 losses, and 4 overtime losses in 46 total games played. Now those numbers may not look like they add up, but uh, it's games played, not games started. So, on the other hand, the Caps back in 1974... You ready for this one? Eight wins, 67 goddamn losses, and five ties for 21 points. That is insanity. Like, I don't know how that team lasted or even brought fans in the building. And to uh, back to their goalie, we're going to go with uh, their backup, Ron Bellamer. Um, what's going on, Ron? Uh, he was... he. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. So he started... Or he played in 35 games he had 35 appearances and his record for that season was zero wins 24 losses and three ties and actually uh he did i gotta give gotta give ron credit he did have two assists in that season which was actually one more than a defenseman on his team with an equal amount of games played so um i guess not all was lost with ron that year and actually the year after he was the backup goalie again and uh he didn't win a game in about 13 games played or something like that so uh you know what? As cool as the Vegas story was, I couldn't help but think of uh, franchises like Washington. You know, it's been 44 years. Um, St. Louis Blues, it's been 50, I believe, or at least 50 seasons or something like that. Toronto, one more than that. Um, I think 1967 was the last time Toronto won a cup. So, uh, sorry, Toronto, but uh, <laughs> you guys have the longest drought in the NHL. I mean, at least you've, at least you've won a couple, but I mean, six team league, I guess wasn't that hard back in the day. <laughs> I mean, easy for me to say now, but, uh, yeah. So I couldn't help but think of teams that, you know, had been around for so long, the fan bases that have, uh, I don't want to say suffered because they've obviously seen good teams, but for fan bases that have missed out on these, uh, celebrations like Washington, like the LA Kings for so long to see them win. And even though they beat my devils in 2012, um, couldn't help but be happy for that market for that organization because uh they've been at it a long time so always nice to see teams that have been around been around for a long time win stanley cups and not have uh teams like you know the penguins you know winning back-to-backs or the red wings winning back-to-backs and uh you know it's just uh couldn't be happier for that organization i mean watching ovi leave the bench yesterday you know they had the camera on him which i thought was great uh the 
just the pure emotion from him, his teammates, and stuff like that. Like as much as this win was for them, it was for it was for the city of Washington and the entire organization and all the players like Mike Gartner and Rod Langway and uh, guys before them, Olaf Kolzig, uh, Dale Hunter, for those guys that uh, worked so hard for so many years in uh, in DC and uh, just could never get over that second round hump as Washington seemed to be forever jinxed as a second round team. Before I bring in my uh, my first ever guest, uh, I've kind of failed to mention throughout the episode here, so I uh, get excited for those of you who have hung on this far in the episode. But uh, before I bring on my next guest, I just want to uh, tell tell a little story a guy at work was telling me. Um, I guess the bookies in Vegas, I mean, obviously the odds at the beginning of the year for Vegas to win the Stanley Cup, the odds were 500 to 1. So to put that in perspective, you put a $100 bet down, you win $50,000. And... Oh man, people must have been just the people in Vegas. The bookies must have just been cringing as Vegas, you know. Obviously, it would be bittersweet because I mean the city's going to win the Stanley Cup, but you're, you know, you're primed to lose like thousands, millions of dollars, whatever, whatever it is. So, guy at work told me that the bookies were offering, uh, offering up people who had those five hundred one tickets on a hundred dollar bet. You could take ten thousand dollars instead of waiting to see if Vegas won the cup and possibly winning 50,000. So the catch was you take 10,000 whether they win or lose. But so you while you may lose out on $50,000 you're at least getting 10. So had this conversation at work and the guy said, "Oh, well, you know, I'm going to I'd take the 10,000 for sure." And I disagreed right away. And uh you know, obviously I was uh, after watching the Jets lose, I was pretty convinced that nobody could stop Vegas. Um that's a good thing I didn't have one of those tickets or I'd be able to shit ton of money right now. So uh, I'm sure the bookies are at least happy in Vegas today. But uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, this interview is brought to you by nobody as I'm just sitting here in my basement doing this for free. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the show tonight. For my first ever guest on the Tongues Out Hockey Show, I'm proud to have with us here um John Taylor collegiate legend um one time WJHL champion is that how is that the name of the league all right we won't blow his cover here but uh his name is Don Ross my good friend Don how are you doing tonight I'm good thanks for having me hey no problem uh the whole point of having you on for for as a first guest I figured uh you'd probably be the best person to test out with some NHL trivia and but before we get there i'd like to uh dive into some rapid fire if you're ready yeah so a little bit of a quiz not uh not too hard but uh i think uh our friends know this but um who's your favorite nhl team ottawa Sanders. now do you prefer will you still answer ottawa before winnipeg like would you say if they were in the stanley cup final who would you cheer for like that's a tough one it is but i'll well, with the Jets, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably a good call. I mean, I'd probably do the same if it was the Jets and the Devils. Uh, only because I would probably fear for my life if I was uh, cheering for the Devils, if you know what I mean. So, uh, next up, we'll go with your favorite NHL player. Um, NHL favorite? Um, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. What about uh, present? Present? Um... 
Remember that time we met Stoner at uh, Boston Pizza? Yeah, like Mark Stone, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've met normally uh, numerous hockey players over the years. Which is perfect. That's a that's a great segue. <laughs> that's a great segue into our next question. Who's yeah. your favorite player that you've met? Um, I met like past players. Yeah, great. Current players are great. Also, um, I met Vincent Lacavier. Yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. one. I like him. You know. Yeah, yeah. Henrik Lundqvist. Those are two very good-looking <laughs> men, actually. I yeah. must add. <laughs> Um, to uh, kind of switch away from hockey for a second, uh, what's your favorite sport other than hockey? To watch, to play, whatever, you know? Um, I know you used to be involved with uh, volleyball back vo- in uh, high school. but uh, Volleyball, basketball. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say volleyball outside Okay. hockey. Okay. Football. Football, yeah. Bombers. Bombers. Of yeah. course, of course. So, uh, your favorite NHL arena that you've been to? Um, outside, Bell MTS Place. Yeah. I'm going to say... Uh, GM Place, now Rogers. Oh, yeah, GM Place was in Vancouver, right? Yes. No, right, it's right, Rogers right. Center. No, Rogers. Rogers Arena? Arena, yes. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you saw Ottawa play that, right? Yes. Against the Canucks? Yes. Did they win? No. No. <laughs> um, kind of uh, out of left field, but I know we've uh, we've run into uh, our old buddy there, uh, Shane the Sheriff Knighty. I remember running into him with you, and is, yeah. uh, he's a pretty tall, pretty tall fellow. Yeah. Do you, uh, I know we went to Vegas there with, uh, with Gary. Please, yeah, please note it. He's a former Ottawa senator. He is a former Ottawa Senator and Stanley Cup champion, champion. with the Boston Bruins. Bruins, Bruins, yeah. Yep. You miss having him doing color commentary. You miss having him around yes. the Jets, yeah. Yeah, I miss him. Yep, yep. The no, sheriff. The sheriff. He's a shout out to the sheriff if he ever listens to this. <laughs> probably not, but uh, we love you, sheriff. You should probably come back now. Favorite senator. Well, not. Oh, favorite senator. <laughs> you hear that, Shane? Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so how about Gary Lawless, another Vegas guy? You miss Gary Lawless? Not really. No, no, no I don't really either. <laughs> I really don't miss Gary Lawless at all, actually. Um, uh, this was kind of a tough one. So we'll kind of, we'll go with, uh, I kind of had down some uh, past players, and I decided uh, to mix it up here. We'll go with current players. So off the top of my head, you got to rank these guys in order. So we're going to go with Crosby, Ovechkin, Mick David, Carlson, and Doughty. So, from one to five. I threw in, I don't know why I picked Doughty, but I did. So, from one to five. One to five. Best. Yeah. Um, I, s- I say... It's the hardest one. I know, it's because... I like them all in their yeah. each way. Yeah. So I say Crosby, Ofenskin, yeah. Carlson. And then you got McDavid and Doughty. And then McDavid and then Doughty. No, that's uh that's that's pretty fair. Those are all very good players. Now, this might be the toughest question, aside from the one that's next, but uh Martin Brodeur or Patrick Waugh? Um 
they're both elite on their own levels. Mm-hmm. I can't really decide because... I can decide for you if you want. Why? Because you're... <laughs> You get a little biased towards... Yeah, I, well, I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Man. Sorry, I cannot hear you. I have uh, Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears. Hey, come on. Like, they both have... No, one has four, one has three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know who has four. All right, next question. <laughs> so, I, so... So... I think... I go with Wall over Berger. Okay. All right, well, this interview's s- over. Slightest <laughs> edge. <It's> like, <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Now, what might I thought would be a tough question um, might be a little bit easier for you, but uh, could Super Shane Forrester beat you in a beer pong game? Only if I let him. Only if you let him. You hear that, Super? I know you're. Uh, it's easy for him to say that when you're uh, over a 1,000 kilometers away, but... Uh, you could only beat him if he let you. Yeah. I like his confidence. <laughs> so, before we end the interview here, I just want to thank you for uh, joining me. Yeah, but, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, hey, no problem. I, I was looking for, uh, looking for a guest, and I figured no better place to start than uh, one of my best friends. So, we're going to go with the trivia hat trick, though. So, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, I think I'm going to ask this to all my guests. Not the same questions, obviously, but uh, I themed this. It's it's an Ottawa Senators theme, so we'll see uh, we'll see how you do. You got three questions. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that Zdeno Chara played for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Which is actually kind of hard to believe because I remember him he, on the Senators with Redden, right? Yes. Yeah. He was involved in a trade. Yes, he was. Uh, Hold on. He was. Hold dra- on. Wait, wait, wait. Who drafted him? He drafted by the Islanders. Okay, that uh, was the question. You passed. Yeah. And you can continue. Yes, he got, he got traded from the Islanders yep. to Ottawa yep. for reaction. And they sent also a draft pick to Ottawa yep. with Samuel Chara, and they choose Jason Spezza. That's right, it was Jason Spezza. Second overall, wasn't it? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, I know they, they drafted Spezza in that draft Way pick. to go, Mike Milbury. <laughs> Thanks a lot, New York. It's a good thing Lou Lamorello is calling the shots there in New York now. <laughs> Because they have not exactly had the best luck with general managers. Uh, they still have a Rick DiPietro on their payroll oh. until like twenty eight, twenty nine season. Man, at one point five million. Oh my god. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah. So here's a here's a zinger for you. When the Senators lost to the Devils in the two thousand three Eastern Conference Finals, who was the Ottawa goalie? Patrick Lalim. Nice, nice one. Patrick Lalim was their goalie in two thousand three. Uh, unfortunately, he, he was a part of a couple of playoff failures for Ottawa. Yes, he had the Martian on his helmet. He did. That was a great helmet. Yeah. I know uh, our buddy Timmy's gonna love that one. That was a that was a great helmet. Yeah. And uh, former Penguin for our buddy Timmy. Shout out to Tim. And uh, the last question here, um, you nailed the last two, so yeah. you should nail this one. But uh, true or false, was ex Senators defenseman Chris Phillips the number one overall pick in the nineteen ninety six NHL draft? True. It's true. He was the number one overall pick in 1996. Kind of hard to believe, but uh, you know, not the flash. His defenseman. He's 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 my kind of guy. You know, actually, kind of ironic. His nickname is Big Rig, as was mine in high school hockey. But uh, yeah, Chris Phillips. He wasn't he the captain for a little bit too after Alfie left. Uh, I believe so. like maybe a little. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe before Carlson was. Yeah. Something like that. Probably not, but you never know. All right, well, that's it. You nailed, uh, you nailed the trivia. So uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Thanks for... Uh, um, waiting for me to put my uh, little guy to bed because uh, we wanted to do this sooner, <laughs> but uh, I was, it was a little hopeless. But uh, we actually managed to get him to sleep. So again, thanks for joining me, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll have you back on it another time. Do you have anything to say to the listeners? Uh, go Jets go and go Sens go. <laughs> go Jets go. I wasn't sure about the last part there, but uh, thanks, Don. All right, before we pack it in for the night, uh, I just want to thank my uh, special guest here, Don Ross, for dropping by for uh, the first ever interview. So uh, thanks, Don. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, uh, we learned a lot of things in that, uh, in that, <laughs> in that rapid fire. I know uh, a lot of you guys probably did, had no idea that Zidane Char was drafted by uh, the New York Islanders. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah. Thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging on and listening to this thing. I love doing it. I know uh, Don loved being here today. And uh, if anybody else would like to be a part of the podcast, would like to ask any questions, anything like that, uh, you know, you guys can text me. You guys can email me, whatever. You can uh, message me here on uh, Anchor. Um, you can find my podcast now on, uh, I believe, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Still waiting on Apple, so hurry the hell up or Apple. But uh yeah, thanks for everybody for uh, checking in here. And uh, remember, always remember, I should say, always remember to shoot the hockey.